0: Nope. We don't need to speed up the process. We don't need to nuke this. You know why? Because this is the non-microwave truth. I am C.L. Whiteside, and this is brought to you by Time of Grace Ministry. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Just checked Apple. We are over 100 five stars check spotify we over 50 on there keep them coming keep hitting the five star if you haven't written a review go ahead and do that now i want to give a shout out to amber lb swinton my podcast sister she's been putting out a ton of good material she just had a bonus like series a bunch of bonus episodes which were a guide on mental and emotional wellness that's something to check out that is definitely something to check out go ahead and do that now, enough of that. Let's get into our first world problem today. We're going to talk a ton about fathers on this episode, about that father mentality. And I started thinking, like, who is the best father that you can think of on a television show? Who is the best father that you can think of on a television show? I thought about, like, Carl Winslow on Family Matters, dealing with Urkel and Eddie Winslow, his son and Laura and all of them. Thought about Tim the to Toolman man, Taylor. Thought about George Lopez. even thought about Andy Griffin going way, way back as a great dad. But I would pick Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince. And I'm not talking about the new Fresh Prince. That's that's doing too much. But the old classic Fresh Prince with Will Smith, Uncle Phil. I feel like he was the best father figure on that TV show. Now, what do you think? I want to think about from a biblical standpoint, in the Bible, in the good book, who is the best father that you can think of? And I'm not you can't cheat and say our heavenly father, because like, duh, like nobody is messing with him. But a physical father, who do you think is the best? I know sometimes people might say, like, Abraham was a great father or maybe even Jacob. But you know who I think it is? I think it is Joseph, Jesus' stepfather. I know some of y'all like how hard could it be to be a dad when your kid is perfect? And I do agree with that. But just give you just think about that. His fiance, his future baby mama, his future wife. He like, oh, I can't wait to marry her. And then he gets the news that she's pregnant. I just wonder about all the different things that he was thinking. And this is how sinful I am. I was thinking like, dude, even if I knew that God was the father of this child, I probably still would feel some type of way. I probably would still feel some type of way. Like, that's how sinful I am, and how messed up I am but i just thought like i never read anything or there's nothing recorded in the bible about joseph being a badass so i'm like this this is pretty good i think joseph was probably the best father figure that i can think of in the bible but you can definitely disagree with me i want to hear from you on instagram or twitter if you're on youtube drop it in the comments best dad on the tv show and best dad that you can think of in the bible i want to hear from you and this is our first world problem it is dinner time The title of our episode today is The Real OG Father Mentality. And some of you might be like, what in the world does OG stand for? That stands for Original Gangster. And I want you to think about some of the greatest gangster films ever, like American Gangster, The Departed, The Godfathers, Scarface. Pretty much anything Al Pacino and Robert De Niro are in. Or even a show like Power. And on these shows, on these movies, even if you have never watched them before, there are some philosophies that have carried on to to us humans that we live and use in everyday life that I want to talk about today. And I want to compare that original gangster mentality, that father mentality that's often portrayed in these films or on, on these shows, and then compare that to our Heavenly Father and our leader, Jesus Christ, and see how are they similar And how are they different? Because there are definitely some striking differences, but there are some striking similarities at at the same time, too. Now, I joke around with people sometimes like there's a gangster that some of y'all overlooking a lot of times in history. And that's Jesus. Jesus was one of the first gangsters. Now, I'm not really being serious with that, but Jesus was treated like a gangster. He was treated like a thug when you think about like. He was crucified. That's a that's for the outlaws. That's for the really, really bad criminals. And they treated him like that. I joke around like, you know, he had a gang called the 12 disciples. But was Jesus really a gangster or a thug? And It's like, no. But was he treated or was he viewed or was he tried to ma- be made as that? Yes, he was. Now, the first thing that I want to look at with that philosophy that the OG father mentality has is like, all right. You are going to be accepted. And like, how are you accepted? How do you stay in the gang? How do you stay in the family? How do you stay in the community? And it's pretty much get in where you fit in. And that's one of the most like sinful messages in the world. Because you know what? There is a group, there is a gang, there is a community for every type of sin. You're like, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is all right. You have this type of sin. All right, go be in the LGBTQ plus community and their gang and you can stay in there. We have people who have uh, racism and and hatred. And what group can they be in? They can be in the KKK or some some other racist group. You want to look at women. You can be in a womanizing, objectifying group. There is a group for every type of sin. So just because you are accepted doesn't make it okay. And that's where we get confused on like what does love look like? What does acceptance really like? Should you be accepted for some of the things that you like and you want to do? No. I love watching Law & Order SVU, but I'm telling you right now, there's some crazy people out there and there's some crazy groups, there's some crazy gangs, there's some crazy communities that will say, "I will accept you for who you are." Our God doesn't say that. He doesn't say, "I'm going to accept you for whoever you are our god cannot stand sin so he had to put a plan in place to send his son to send our leader jesus christ to pay that debt for us but what we got to look at is that we aren't naturally just good but we have to see is that god does want all people to be saved he wants some change to take place though he wants some change to take place in our hearts and first timothy 2 verse 3-6 through reminds us this It says, this is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. He wants us to come to a knowledge of the truth. These other groups, they don't want you to come to a knowledge of truth. They just want you to be in the group and then suffer that punishment that we really deserve. It goes on to say, for there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. This has now been witnessed to at the proper time. So just thinking about that, our heavenly father, our leader, sacrificed himself. He was a a ransom to us because we wouldn't be in the group. We couldn't be in the group without that faith, without that that uh, sacrificial death of his. He paid a debt that we could not pay. And then he gives us. With faith, the Holy Spirit comes out and he gets us and he gives us with faith. Believe that. Believe that. Now, what happens once we're in? And I think if you have that OG father mentality, it's like once you are in the group, you need to prove your loyalty. And it's it's somewhat similar to be to being a Christian and being in that gang, and that community, and that family. But it's like, how do we make sure we show that we are followers of Christ? How do we show that? And Jesus tells us how to show that. In Matthew 16, verse 24 to 25, he says, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Now, we can't get this mixed up or confused with like we don't earn being Jesus' disciples. We are Jesus disciples because he went and got us and he made us one of his disciples. We can reject him, though. But God is telling us, Jesus is telling us right here. If you want to prove, if you want to, I shouldn't say prove, if you want to show that you are my disciple, deny yourself, take up the cross and and follow me, because that's exactly what I'm doing. And we're going to look at later, like, what should we be inspired by because there's something to be inspired by that, that the OG father mentality would tell us to be inspired by. But there's something else we should be actually inspired by. Now, there's another way that you can get to be in, in, in a gang, in a community, in a family. And it's like you're born into it. Some of the best um, gangster movies, it's like, why is this person such a dope gangster in the movie or in the show? It's because they were born into it. They daddy was a gangster. They great grandfather was a gangster. They whole family is gangsters. But this is not the same with, with us as Christians. We aren't born into the family of believers just because we 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 were um, born or conceived like, no, that's not how it works. In fact, we were the opposite. We were born in sin. And some of you are like we were born in sin. And what what's God's requirement? God's requirement is that we are our perfect We are absolutely perfect. But there are some ways that we're going to look at that, how Jesus gets us to be perfect and to look like he looks. But Psalm 51 verse 5 tells us, surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. And God's requirement is to be perfect. God's requirement is to be not guilty. So what do do we need to do? One of the big things is infant baptism. This is why I'm a firm believer in infant baptism, because infants are. From the time we are conceived, we are sinful. We are absolutely sinful. But one of the ways is through baptism, washing and rebirthing us, clothing us in, in righteousness. And that's what baptism does for us. And some people are saying, I don't believe in, in infant baptism. But God tells us, one, infants are sinful. But two, he also says this. He says, Proverbs 22, verse 6. So it's not like you baptize them and then you don't do anything. It says, give them, give them the word of God. Proverbs 22, 6 says this. Start children off in the way they should go. And even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Matthew 19 verse 14 tells us this. This is Jesus speaking. He says, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. So little children, babies, they can have faith. They can have faith just like they can be sinful. They need a savior as well. And baptism clothes them in that righteousness and and rebirths them and and gives them the transformation that they need because of Jesus dying on the cross. Our father sees us as as Jesus. Now, when we compare these two, the OG father mentality compared to our heavenly father's mentality and to, to Jesus's mentality, we see in the OG mentality, OG father mentality, like you have to earn it. You have to do something to get into it or you have to be born into it. But with our Heavenly Father, like we can't earn it. Why are we in the family? We are in the family because we have been baptized. We are in the family because we have the gospel message and the Holy Spirit has worked in our hearts and and we believe that. But it's nothing that we can earn to get there. There's nothing that we can earn to get there. Jesus earned it for us and then gave it to us. Believe that. Believe that. Now, the second way in which these two are, are pretty similar, actually, is that the OG father mentality, our heavenly father and Jesus, they want us to have family be a, a priority. That community, that church, that gang be a priority. And I think that's something we're actually missing in today's church or in today's day and age a, a lot. Because when you think about um, the, the gangster philosophy, it's like when one of your members, when one of your family members is in need, you provide for them. When someone is hurting, you run to their rescue. When a leader tells you to do something, you do it. You drop everything and you come. Now, this was something that the early church actually had the same mentality. But over time, it's probably changed a little bit. I know i changed a little bit in that regards too. Acts chapter two, verse 44 through 46 is a perfect example. This is talking about. All the believers being together and constantly looking out for each other. It also talks later in Acts chapter four, verse 32, starting at verse uh, 32. It talks about how the believers shared all their possessions. And I'm going to read that. It says all the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify the resurrection of the Lord Jesus And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. Now, I want to just start right there. That that statement of and God's grace was so powerfully at work and in them all. Now, when you look at a, a good gangster movie, one of the philosophies is, all right, you are going to be inspired because you get stuff. You get a car. You get a lot of money. You get a lot of power. You get a lot of status. You get a lot of what they would say. You get freedom to do what you want to do. But. That's not necessarily true. It also will try to tell you, you know what you can be inspired by loyalty, loyalty to the family or the fact that we are blood. Blood is the thickest thing. It's like, okay, but when we think about it, our God has perfect loyalty. Our God, you know, he's talking about with the blood. He's talking about the fact that I have given you my blood. I have spilled my blood on the cross for you. I lived a perfect life for you. That is what our God is saying to us. And it goes on to say that there were no needy persons among them. From time to time, those who owned land or houses sold them, brought the money from the sales, and put it at the apostles' feet. And it would distribute it to anyone who had need. So the OG father mentalities of this world and our Lord, they both want us to prioritize the family, the, 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 the church, the community, the gang. But it's a difference because the OG father mentality of this world. Those leaders, they could be wrong. Most of the time they are wrong, but our heavenly father, he is never wrong. Our leader, Jesus Christ lived a perfect life for us. He can't be wrong. He is not wrong. He's never been wrong. So that's just a huge difference right there. But both of us can have conflicts with, with loyalty. And the Bible even speaks on this. That Jesus even talks about there. There could be a chance that you have some loyalty conflicts because there are other things that are pulling you to to wanting to be a part in in this world. And Jesus talks about the fact that we can have a mother or a father, people that are actually our, our blood and our DNA. But if they go against what I say, you should not, you should not go with them and just say, well, they're blood. And Jesus tells us that he speaks to us and says, the number one thing to prioritize is, is me and my word and my ways. And he tells us this in Matthew 10, verse 37 He says, anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Now, this is not something that's like an even trake. Sometimes people are like, man, you lose your life. You got to lose your life for Jesus. And when you think about this, and that's an OG father mentality, too, where sometimes they say you need to lose your life, but you just get a life for a life. With us, we get eternal life because of Jesus and his perfect life, and his suffering and death, and his resurrection. That's not close to an even exchange. We get the better end of the deal without a doubt. Like, it's never like we can repay Jesus, repay God. We can't do it at all. Now, the third thing. The third thing that we see with that OG father mentality and with our heavenly father and Jesus Christ is this philosophy that we're often challenged on, challenged on, which is don't cross the family, follow the rules. And when you think about that, that OG, those, those good gangster movies, what they're talking about a lot of times is, all right, I give you a set of rules. Don't break them. You know, I might have a rule of Hey, don't buy any flashy clothes because I don't want the feds watching us. When you buy flashy clothes that brings attention to yourself, don't bring attention to yourself. Or, you know, they might have an uh, an idea of if you have an issue, you keep it in the family. Don't be bringing our business all out to the streets like that's what a, a gangster philosophy is. And that's something that even ties in with with us as Christian. God tells us how to address certain issues Talk to the person, bring another person there, then bring more people there. And there are certain ways that we should address issues as in terms of being a, a family. But some big differences, some big differences that we got to look at is that we can go to our heavenly father. When you look at a lot of these movies, um, a lot of these shows, if someone, especially if they're not higher up, tries to go and talk to the boss, talk to the leader, the boss to be looking at them like, are you crazy? Are you really going to dress me like that? Don't you see I'm eating? And they would be ticked off. But our Heavenly Father, who we are not close to being worthy of, to be even being in his presence, we can come to him. He loves us being in communication with him and and talking to him and, and being in his word and building that relationship. That's a unique difference. That is a huge difference that we can that we can take pride in. Another thing is that our God does want us to respect him. But he also has compassion for us. Them OG movies, they're not really gonna have a lot of compassion for you. You know, you you get out of line one time and it's it's a wrap for you. You could end up dead. You could end up um they do some crazy stuff on the movie. You could end up in a crazy situation, but, but our God tells us in Psalm 131, Psalm 103, verse 13, as a father has compassion on his children, so the Lord has compassion on those who fear him. So that's those who, who respect him. And respect is something that ends up benefiting us. But it is a great way to, to worship God, to to fear him and to be obedient to him. But it's not something that's all of a sudden going to make um, God love us anymore. He, he loves us. He loves us. Despite knowing we're going to do some stupid stuff that goes against him. Now, when you think about these, this gangster philosophy mentality, what happens when you cross an original gangster? What happens when you cross a gangster? You get offed, you get killed, you get punched in the face. You might get drowned in some water. What happens when when we do this with Christ? What happens when we do this with, with our God? Our God sent someone to pay our debt. Jesus took that punishment for us. We don't get punished for when we cross our God. We don't get punished. We might get disciplined, but that's out of love. Jesus has already taken care of the punishment. When he lived this perfect life for us and he suffered and died for us. He already did it for us. He already did it for us. We are not getting punished. And you might be thinking like, have I ever really crossed God? Duh. Yeah, I'm guilty of this. I have definitely crossed God. Every time we sin, we are crossing God. Every time, every single time. And we deserve hell. But because Jesus is our leader, because Jesus has sacrificed for us we are not getting punished praise the lord when you got the faith you're not getting punished you are not getting punished and i think it's really key to look at luke chapter 15 verse 11 through 32 the parable of the lost son and this is the story of a son who pretty much goes to the father and says i want my whole inheritance which pretty much meant i wish you were dead Let me get my money. Let me go do my thing. And he went and he lived a crazy lifestyle and he lost it all. He squandered all his money. But he came to his senses to realize, you know what? Even though I have rejected the father, even though I have turned my back on the father, I am still one of his children. I believe this, even though I am still one of his children. He still he still was one of the heirs. He still was one of the children and the father. If this was a gangster movie, he probably would have killed his son when he came back. He probably would have been looking at his son crazy. He would have made his son earn his way back. But we see in, in Luke chapter 15, as the father goes out and he greets the son and he he reminds him, like, you will always be one of my children in this situation. He, you will always be one of my children. Go go read that. Now, we don't have to earn our way back when we, when we cross God, but it's nothing to play with, like willfully sinning, intentionally sinning um can destroy faith that can destroy faith and there are consequences to that so i just want to wrap this up like we don't want to try to get out of this gang we don't want to try to get out of this community we don't want to try to get out of this family that we have with god because that is the best that is the the, the truth there are a lot of things that is going to tell you stuff is true and it's, it's not really true it's like some microwave spoil rotten mess it's not the non-microwave truth of God's love. You see how I did that there? Now, let's look at 1 John 3, verse 1 and 2 to wrap this up on why we want to, to be in this gang, this community of our Heavenly Father. It says, see what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. And what it's talking about is we are children of God. Because of Jesus, because of Jesus trading places with us. God sees us as how he intended it for it to be for us to be perfect and for us to be righteous and for us to be holy because Jesus has done that, Jesus has made us like that. Believe that it says, dear friends, now we are children of God and what we will be has not yet been made. known, but we know that when Christ appears, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. So God, our heavenly father, he sees us as he sees Jesus, which is which is perfect. The only man to walk this earth and be perfect. Now, all these other things, they're trying to sell us something. They're trying to sell us something, but it's an absolute scam. It is an absolute scam. So when you think about the the OG father mentality, what is it usually telling us? It's telling us in this philosophy, <clears throat> this philosophy is. I can give you an easier life. I can give you the good life, but that only lasts on this earth. And half the time, they're not going to be able to give you it anyways. You're going to be a slave to something else. What happened to most of the gangsters in the movies? They don't get chubby and move to Miami. No, they end up dying some type of crazy death. They end up in prison. And that's the same thing with us when we want to follow these different groups or, or communities or gangs. But what happens when we follow the heavenly father's mentality, the heavenly father mentality? He sees us as he sees Jesus, which is perfect, which is holy, which is clothed in righteousness. He sees us as his children. So even though we have been uh, adopted, he went and got us. Jesus went and made us this. The spirit made us and transformed us into children of God. And this is the non-microwave truth. Thanks for joining me on this episode of The Real OG Father Mentality. Peace, Punch, Captain Crunch. Say no to drugs and yes to Jesus. I am out.